Well, Olesha, welcome to the show. It's just so beautiful to uh, connect with you. And so I'm just looking forward to really having uh, great conversations and, you know, what what you are doing and what you have inspired so many women. So welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome to the show to Ask the Experts podcast with Alka. I am so grateful. Thank you to everyone who tunes in week in and week out to listen, learn and grow. And as my commitment to you, as my community and my audience, is to help find people who are making an impact, making a difference, so that they can help us find and to live a life more meaningful, deeper, and authentic lives. And my amazing guest today, Alia, she is truly making an impact. And so Alia, she is... CEO and founder of Not Basic Blonde Brand. And this brand helps to, she's dedicated to empowering young women to create an extraordinary style and to embrace the individuality. And Alia, she is a model, a blogger, and host of the podcast Not Basic Blonde. And Aliana Nijoglova has 15 years career in both fashion and runway. And she has pursued acting roles as well. So I'm truly excited. Welcome to the show, Alia. Yeah, Great thank you so much you. for having me. Absolutely. So I am truly excited. I'm sure you was are too. How did the name Not Basic Blind, where did the inspiration come from? Well, it was definitely sudden. And I, the funny story behind this was, is one, one day my friend came over and I was already working on the name for my brand. And I was showing her, some profiles that I liked, but she told me, you're definitely not one of them. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> and then Not Basic Blonde was born. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. No, absolutely. I mean, I just love that name. And, um, you know, some names that truly do stick out and they truly resonate with people. So let's start with how did... Um, you are a host, you know, you're a model, you're a blog, um, you're a blogger and the host of your podcast. So what has been some of the highlights that you can share with us that when you started your blog or the podcast, what have been the highlights that you could share? Well, I don't just consider to be a blogger or just a model or anything. I consider myself as an entrepreneur because I do it all. And right. as far as I had nine years in IT project management before I started my own brand back in 2017. And I graduated from business school. I went to Georgia State. So I graduated from with managerial, managerial sciences um, degree. And I without IT project management. And one day I was definitely sick of the office. So I decided to pivot and I always wanted to have my own brand. And I've done modeling since I was 13. So that was also in addition. 
And as far as highlights, I do so many things. I've written a children's book as well. It's available on Amazon. It's called Cutie the Unicorn. It's okay to be different. But I built my brand behind the message. It's like not basic blonde stands for be unique, be yourself, never basic. It's basically mm -hmm. inspiring women to be themselves, not to be afraid to stand out and just always thrive. <laughs> Don't let anyone yeah. tell you sparkle. And as far as highlights, you mean the highlights of career or in general? Just in general, like when you started your blog, what what made you want to start your blog? What was the inspiration that came from that? Oh, every time I walked to the room or walked somewhere or I was in a mall or somewhere, everybody would always come up to me and say, are you a celebrity? I love the way you dress, so I want to. Uh, what are you wearing? Which brand are you wearing? So uh -huh. I had these questions like every day and I always would stand out from the crowd because I'm tall. I'm 5'11", so... Wow, and I always that's... have so many questions about my fashion, but uh, my fashion, my passion from, for fashion came from childhood because my mom was always a huge fashionista, so she inspired me too. And I even always would get in trouble in school for being too fashionable, and I was bullied in school for being too fashionable. Mm. And that's why I kind of started my brand and movement of not basic, you know, don't be afraid to stand out and now back in 2017 when I started my brand it was kind of hard because everyone was trying to blend in but right. after 2020 everyone tried to be themselves try to stand out and now exactly. every brand out there every blogger and everybody else is trying to say be unique be authentic be true to yourself well basically the message that I have is my brand not basic. exactly <laughs> and oh, oh yeah that is so true because you know the you uh, mentioned uh, quite a few and when we talk about not so basic blonde I mean there is that stereotype that most women uh you know if you're blonde per se quote-unquote you are perceived as, you know, the dumb blonde stereotype and women are perceived as, you know, you're, you're seen, but you're not heard. And oftentimes, I mean, I've experienced this and I know a lot of friends who've experienced that you may not be intellectual, you may not know much, but for yourself, you have, you know, you have shown people that, you know, you are intellectual, they, you know, you were in IT, the management in IT management. So you have the qualities that women truly want. So that that's amazing. And so you started your journey, you started this movement. And I love that because when we start a movement is to help women is to help that, you know, you need to stand on your own you need to stand you need to be grounded you need to be convicted so how do you what are your thoughts behind that women need to have their own self-identity they need to have their own self-independence well as far as independent self-identity um you always should have one because otherwise you will won't feel confident about yourself you won't feel like yourself and you definitely should have 
time for yourself even if you don't have time you should make time for yourself for self-care because it's important that's what helps you to thrive and you won't be able to help anyone else or you won't be able to be your best self if you just don't just don't do self-care so that's one of the important things everyone should do and as far as independence you mean financially independent or which both one? both financial independence you know women need to uh like say for example you've uh you know it's a broken marriage and now you are left on your own to to survive and how how does a what how does a woman survive and thrive when she's left on her own to really take care of the household and take care of the kids because you know it's not easy for most so yeah how well, can, what are those steps yeah my story is a little bit different because I my parents got married when they were young and I spent a lot of time with my grandparents but then when I was a teenager I I was kind of on my own like I was independent and I my parents trust me with everything so I would just take care of also take care of myself do my homework you know yeah. at the young age and I started working since I was 13 I was selling cosmetics I had a team of five people under me then mm -hmm. at 17 I moved to U.S. with my part of my family so at 17 I already had a job I, I bought my first car I moved out when I was 18, not because I had to, because I wanted to. And my story, I mean, I was always independent. And I I don't know how to be the other way, but for those who are, you know, give up all their career and give up their kind of life for the family and for having a family, of course, it's hard to find yourself, find your identity, but I think I think every man should even pay the salary to the wife because even though she's living in the household, she's there, she needs to have her own money in her own account. In the case of emergency, she can do whatever she needs to do. And that's a modern, in modern society, it's a normal thing to do. I know so many of my friends and friends of my friends have, even who are married, they have husbands that they pay them salary if they don't work because taking care of household and children it's a full-time job even harder than right. than a job yes. so. exactly but also to find that balance you know a work-life balance as you know we've been told and how we can do that so you i you got into entrepreneurship so we did you get into entrepreneurship since the age of 13 you mentioned yeah uh, is that whether your entrepreneurship is that where it sparked that's what I had. Yes, that's when it kind of started. <laughs> but, yeah, that's when the journey started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's finally, so I had so my. So you were selling cosmetics. Yeah, I was. <laughs> okay, that that's so good because you know being being an entrepreneur. It's not easy. It's not for everybody. But, you know, we need a lot of skills that we need to implement, you know, sales. Did you, what are the skills that you had to learn or did you, um, did, that you discovered along the way as you began your entre entrepreneurship journey? Mostly I discovered along the way and I had the kind of personality where I'm 
I'm good with people. I always love to be around people. So I'm always around people. So that was easy for me. But sometimes if you're an introvert, you have to adapt those skills. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you become. So even if you just try a little bit every day to get out of your comfort zone, just little step, little by little, and you become more and more comfortable if you, the more you're doing, the more comfortable you become. So then you can develop better skills. You can definitely take some courses. You can definitely surround yourself with people who have those skills and that you want to learn from. So exactly. So you know, the, yeah, you know, have role models, friends, family who can teach you along the way. And we talked about women who who need to be have to have that self-independence and mm -hmm. to know that they cannot rely on the the man figure whether it be the husband so we need to have that independence and i love the fact that there's only one you there's you know we're we're individual and there were so many skills that we have to offer to the world. So being that there's only one you, and I want you to have your thoughts on this and how you can help the viewers. So if there's only one you, and mm -hmm. I don't mean the one you that is superfluous, but the one who has the core values, who has her beliefs as, and she's grounded and convicted in what she believes. So, Alia, what are the first steps that people need to take to find their unique selves? Well, everyone has their hidden talents, and but not everyone has courage to show them. Yes, courage. Because they're afraid mm -hmm. to be judged. So the first step would be identifying talents and what are you good what things you do better than others and what are you good at and if you can help people in any way identify how can you help people and what problems can you solve mm -hmm. and going from there you can kind of define your purpose you basically how to find a purpose in life yeah exactly and finding that purpose is not always easy but how mm -hmm. can people find their purpose? What do they need to do so that they are on that path to finding their purpose? Well, sometimes people are too concentrated on it that they don't see anything in front of them. Mm. And they just like calm down and kind of slow down and take a pause. They will be able to see many things they didn't see in everyday life because we are so... don't have the blinders. Yeah, we are so right. busy all day, every day, grinding <laughs> and trying to just keep up this routine and, and work and everything. So we don't see mm -hmm. so many things that are around us. And when we actually take time and slow down, then it's we can see better. <laughs> That's so true. Um, you know, because often what lies in front of us we can't see that. We can't see the opportunities. We can't see anything yeah. because we're just fixated on that one thing. Mm -hmm. Rather to have an open mind and to know, okay, there's so much potential. There's everything around. There's opportunities. And so, 
if you had to share one lesson, and I know you empower young women, and that is your dedication. Your dedication is to empower young women to really create a style, a lifestyle, and to embrace individuality. So when it comes to empowerment, how do you empower young women? What are the steps that you take them through? Well, I share my content i share my daily stories i have a podcast that have i mean my podcast has all the best experts in the industry it's a celebrity podcast and i'm very picky about my guests so i always choose the best of the best so they can provide the best advice and i share a lot of personal information on my podcast as well so that helps women every day and i also have a blog so i do share the blog posts and I have other social media outlets. I share all the information there as well. And yeah, so I provide advice every day in different platforms. That's wonderful. So women listening right now is the one lesson that you would share. What, what would it be? What would they have to do? What are the steps that they would need to take so that they feel good in themselves? They feel empowered. They feel good. Because oftentimes, you know, we have so much going on and we don't know, okay, what is that next path that they need to take? How they're feeling right now. And if they want to feel uplifted, what do they need to do right now? And what what would that be? What What would it look like so that they feel good about themselves? Of course, everyone, it can be different. For me, it's always working out, taking care of myself, taking care, I mean, making sure I'm staying on the top of my game with right. nutrition and that nourishes my body, <laughs> that I stay on top of my schedule, I organize everything and I try to stay on track. And also if I need self-care days, I take time off. For that so it's very important to have self-care days and mm-hmm. it is absolutely you need, you need that self-care self-love yeah. self-care it is so important you know and that's what i do i, I schedule that because mm-hmm. when you have it in front of you you know what you need to do yeah 100 percent. i think that's so important self-love self-care and to know that you are you you need to prioritize you yeah right you need to prioritize you every single day because you know we are the key to holding the family we are the key the success for the family society and for everyone country as a whole Mm -hmm. so we are expected and i absolutely agree with that so if you could go back alia on your journey how your journey started how did your journey start uh, it was very difficult at first because, well, I I guess I was forced to start because I wanted to start a long time ago, but I just what didn't did have to What did well, you want to start? Well, I wanted my brand, my blog and all that, but I just, because I was so busy, cut up in like nine to five routine at the office and all that, I just did not have courage to do that. And in 2017, I used to work for huge telecom companies like AT&T, Cricket, Altel, Sprint, and um, Ericsson. So the last project I did, I finished it 
right before the deadline and the whole team and I got laid off. Oh my gosh. So, was that during COVID? No, it was it was way before COVID. Oh okay. That's when I started oh, no. my friend. And after that I tried to find a job and I couldn't, but I knew I mean I had brilliant resume, brilliant experience, but my my heart and soul was were not aligned with this anymore, this kind of career. So I definitely knew I have to start. And I I started and it was hard first because I didn't know at that time there were no courses, nothing to mm, learn right. anywhere about the industry. Industry was relatively new. So I just started it and just by trial and error I succeeded. That's amazing. That's amazing. But you know, you have to start. Everyone needs to start somewhere. And if we don't start, we will never know. Okay, was that path the right path for us? So and then I always believe that you know you need to fail, you need to fail, you need to fail hard because that's the only way success is going to be born. Yeah, because you learn when you fail. <laughs> exactly. You learn, you fail, you get back up and you keep on going. Yeah. So Alia, how did modeling, how did you start your journey into modeling? Now, I know for most people that you also talk about, you know, when you empower young women, how old are the women that you empower? Oh, my audience is millennials. Usually it's like 21 till 45 or even right. like 18 to 20. I mean, to 45, 65. So right. my main audience. And I started modeling back in Ukraine. I'm originally from Ukraine. I went to modeling school there. I've done mm -hmm. like some modeling um, print work, runway and um, swim there as well. And then when I moved to U.S., I started doing here as well i walked fashion weeks as well and now i host fashion weeks <laughs> now that's amazing designers and i'm there as a press but at amazing. that time i was there as a model so yeah and the reason why i bring this conversation is because when we talk about identity and we talk about you know young girls especially and i can share my story you know as a teenager i was bullied and the bullying, you know, that's a very traumatic time for anyone. Yeah. And the trauma in my life just kept going. So it started when I was a teenager. But in the midst of being bullied and the trauma that I had faced, I lost my identity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those that's experience that most people when they go through traumatic events like that, you know, it you lose your identity. And so that's what I, that's why it's so inspiration when talking and having guidance from you, Alia, is and how you help these women to really come to terms with how they need to really be, be themselves, be authentic. Yes, sure. Exactly. Um, be yourselves and be authentic. Yeah, that's what my brand stands for. And that's what I promote on my channels every day. And that's what I inspire women with. Yeah, because it, I mean, being authentic and being true to yourself will help you, like you said before, not to lose your identity. And of course, it will help you succeed because there is no competition if you 
know that you are unique and you're the only one and you're authentic to yourself because so many people when they go into different businesses they're afraid of competition but mm. there is no competition if you know what you're doing and if you have a brand and if you have a talent or if you have a skill that no one else does so that helps you to stand out well definitely having the skill having talents um truly is going to help you to really stand apart so when we talk about when you when you got into modeling um how did you how did you stand apart because you know you you were different you know you're tall um and every girl is tall as they get into if you're looking to get into fashion or runway but then how did you stand and be apart from the other girls? Was Did you leverage your height or your looks? How did you pos- position yourself in the industry? Well, at that time, industry was very um, competitive. It was very also harsh as far as like being certain size and being right. certain yes. height and all that. Mm-hmm. So definitely, mm-hmm. yes, I, I'm 5'11", so I definitely stood out as far as my height because exactly. yes. no competition yes. and no... I mean, I would get accepted on runways for sure because of my height and even for other jobs as well. So now industry completely changed. So now you don't have to be, you don't have to have certain look or style or size or height. Now everyone can be models. So really, so now things have changed. Yeah, it's very very different now. Interesting. So has this changed across all the platforms or just like the major names that we know of, like elite models? Or is no, that no, it's, changed, it's the changed across all the platforms, across really? the whole industry? Just some countries like Europe still incorporating smaller sizes, but US already having plus sizes and yeah. Well, plus size that truly um that you know that truly has being that truly is the norm now and and I feel that that's good it's good to have the acceptance of you know having everyone you know being inclusive especially like in the in the fashion or acting is to have the inclusion so what are your thoughts when um you really want to have the identity and I really like to focus on the identity because when we lose the identity, it's really difficult to claim back mm-hmm. as to once you've lost, how can we start to repair and start to reclaim back the identity? It's just like I mentioned before, staying true to yourself. It, it doesn't align with my style. It doesn't align with my standards or just my needs. I wouldn't do it. And I just sometimes in some places it just don't be afraid to dress up don't be afraid to stand out because you don't have to be like everyone else you don't have to blend in you can be you anytime you want and if it doesn't align with your style if you don't want to wear it don't wear it or if you want to wear something extra don't be afraid to wear it so that's how you don't lose your identity because Mm. if you're trying to blend in then you lose yourself that is true. That is true. If you start to blend in and then you're not exactly trying to uh, be your be your own version. 
So because you can only be you, like I st- stated, there's only one you. And you know what? And I actually admire that about people is to just be themselves. And But oftentimes that can be difficult, especially like in my situation, knowing that the trauma that I've had in my life, then you know, it's difficult to, tr- to try and, you know, dress how I want. It's difficult to like, to express how I feel. Would you say that is the norm or that is how most people are feeling? Well, if you definitely have trauma about something, you have to work through the trauma with specialists, I guess you're, psychologist or therapist is to work through that trauma but for me yes it was traumatic too I was bullied in school for my fashion for what I wear every day even not just by students my classmates but by teachers and principals too when I was graduating from school she mentioned that what we will do without our role model fashion role model Olia and after so many years later i found her on facebook and i messaged her i said hello when i went back to ukraine to visit my family i actually met her by accident on the street that's wonderful and i told her thank you for doing that to me because this is my career now that's that's became my career (laughs) so i guess i turned obstacles into stepping stones (laughs) That is so true. And you know what? And the only way you could do that is to really uh, and empower, but also to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, Alia, how can you truly mentally, mm-hmm. when you're in that space, how can you mentally be the best version of yourself, knowing that you are unique, knowing that you have the skills and talents how can you be the best version? How do women, how can a woman become the best version of herself? Well, what does she need to do? Or what does she need to be? Your environment is 80% of your success because if you are not in a right environment, you will not succeed even if you have the talents and skills and everything. So you have to make sure you have the right environment and create the right environment for yourself that will help you thrive. And if you have to cut off any toxic people or anything that does not serve you anymore you have to let it go because this is might be holding you back and might not let you to be the best version of yourself every day that needs to be it because you are you are the five people that you surround yourself so environment yeah. truly is is the key you know for the growth for the expansion to be the best who we want to be is to align ourselves with the with the right people so are you you got into modeling you are a blogger you are a podcast host you are you are just multifaceted and multi-talented woman so when you got into modeling and when you were bullied um you know with the events that happened in your life how did you how does modeling or any getting into beauty pageants or any industry of this like how does it help because we need the confidence so do you so the two-part question one is is are you born with confidence and then how does a woman develop the confidence well definitely i don't think anyone 
everyone is born with confidence you have to develop it and you just have to build very thick skin and not to care what everyone says because the more successful you become the more people will try to sabotage your self-confidence and you have to work on it every day and just do what makes you happy what inspires you and what really yeah like what inspires you the most and there are different things that help everyone to be more what do confident. you do what do you do to 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 or what did you do to develop that confidence initially in your journey well usually i the thing with me was it was hard for me because i didn't believe in myself like i had people that believed in me more than i believed in myself right and that i had to work on it right but really what helps me is to dress up and look the best and go and conquer (laughs) go and conquer exactly conquer the world i mean if that's what we want to do then that's the path that's you know we need to take those actionable steps to making sure we did that now were there times though alia in your in your life as the struggles that you had faced when you were bullied um, I, I'm pretty sure that just like myself, there were insecurities. I felt really insecure about myself. You know, like you said, you know, I lost my identity. I lost the belief in myself. You know, am I good enough? I had all these thoughts in my mind. Am I good enough? Can mm-hmm. I really succeed in life? And how do people really perceive me? And so these are thoughts that, you know, all of us at some point in our lives, you know, we we have these thoughts coming out in our minds. So what was it for you when you felt insecure at any point in your life? What were the self-talk that you would go through? What was it, the mantras that you would say to help you overcome any insecurities? Well, I also had my family who always supported me right, as far as yes. like mm-hmm. emotional support and always kind of cheered me up. So my mom always did as well. And as far as self-talk I did to myself, it's just sometimes you come to the point where you go through so much in life where you stop being afraid. And sometimes you come to the point where you went through so many scary things in life that it's just doesn't scare you anymore and just new achievement or something new to try is just like doesn't feel scary anymore but for those who want to try something new like I mentioned before the more you do it the more comfortable you become at it and of course many people might feel like imposters when they start something new but it's totally it's a totally natural feeling to, I mean, to feel that way because no one just becomes an expert at the first day. Of course, you yeah. need time to become an expert in some fields. And yes, if you feel that way at first, you just, you just do it anyway. Just keep going, keep following your route and just keep pursuing what you're trying to pursue. And you have to just... Oh, you have to just quiet in, in all the noises in your head and all the outside noises. You, you can't listen to that. If you will listen to that, you will sabotage your 
self-confidence and you will just be back to square one. You can't do that. You have to like ignore all the noise, ignore people's opinions and just keep going. Exactly. Don't listen to the external noise because the noises, they will always yeah. come. And uh, for most, yeah, we, we listen to the latter and then we don't believe in ourselves. Yeah. Can we go ahead and do what we wanted to pursue? So Alia, I was always curious to know about this question. Like I've seen America's, you know, next top model. And so I was always curious, are you born a model? I just wanted, I just wanted to know that. Are you born a model or are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, for me, it was easier because I'm already tall. So yes. automatically everybody would tell me, oh, you model. <laughs> they would assume that because I'm tall, but now modeling industry and like all the requirements have changed. So now anyone can be a model. So anyone can become a model if they want to. So now anyone can become before. It was more about what are you born with? So time that's amazing no that's really good that that's so good to know that you know and in one who wants to pursue uh in the modeling industry it is is easy now uh, yeah. to do that and so what are the what are the main requirements that most agencies might be looking for i haven't worked with agencies for a while because i partner with brands directly and i part with large brands like world recognized brands like cartier nike uh Steve Madden, uh, Netflix, and all these brands, I partner with them directly because of the size of my social media. Right. But with the agencies, I guess they just you just have to go through a regular process where you just submit your headshots and you just submit your um, size. Before they used to ask your weight, now they don't. They just ask your height and age. I think <laughs> before they used to ask all the requirements, all the size. You know the size, shoe size, yes, yeah. the dress size, yeah, so. absolutely. So, Alia, with all the accomplishments that you have had, and all the accomplishments, I'm sure that you're going to be having. What are you most proud of? Would you well, say I, I did have many career accomplishments as far as partnering with huge brands and uh, being in huge campaigns and. Um, hosting fashion weeks and written children's book but my biggest accomplishment was is the last year i was able to save life of my grandma because the war in oh, ukraine that's wonderful yeah the war in ukraine affected my family severely and the city where i was born was completely destroyed so um my family i mean we lost communication with my family for six weeks and they starved for six weeks there and being in us i did not sleep for months and a half and i was able to find someone that could drive to the city and get my bedridden grandma from her apartment in which was it, it was a heavy shelling bombing in in the city at that time and the guy still did it and so he did that and then i had to go to europe with my mom to pick them up and bring them to us and which was impossible like everyone told us and we turned mission impossible into mission accomplished that's so 
how amazing. Yeah. That, what a beautiful story. That it's so beautiful that your grandma, you know, she's here with you now. Yeah. You know, and and I'm pretty sure, you know, my heart really goes out to people of Ukraine and what you all had to go through, uh, you know, leaving your loved ones behind. Um, I, I'm sure it wasn't the most easiest of time, but your story, you know, now that your grandma, she's there with you, it, uh, that must feel so good that you were able to accomplish so that she can be, be here with you. Yes, because sometimes, you know, family is family comes first. Yes. I had so many events that I had to miss last year because I think last year, yeah, last year because of this, because I had to go and rescue my grandma, I had to put on hold my partnerships. I had to just leave everything behind and I just have to go. So at these kind of times, when you have all the success you want, but if something is going on with your family, that is kind of traumatic, that no success really matters and makes you feel good if your family is in danger, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, family comes first. Uh, above all, you know, you got your wealth, your success, yeah. but family is family. And so I'm so proud of you, Alia, uh, for those amazing you know, now that your grandma's here with you, beautiful. So my final question, of all everything that you have achieved in your life thus far, what are the three lessons if today everything were to be taken away from you, what are three lessons that you would want the viewers to learn from your story? Uh, definitely believe in yourself and just keep going. Don't give up. You can't give up. <laughs> and by it's not, not an option. Yeah, it's not an option. And by believing in yourself, you can achieve mm -hmm. a lot. And also, of course, don't rely on anyone but yourself. And also be persistent. And if you want to achieve success, definitely consistency and being persistent helps. And of course, network. Network as much as you can. Exactly. And especially like in this industry, modeling, acting, it is the network. It's who you know that mm -hmm. can take you so far. Would you yeah. say? I said, yes, definitely. Amazing. No, that is so good. So where can people connect with you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's not basic blonde underscore. It's my main account. My uh, podcast account is NBB podcast on Instagram. And it's available on all the major podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. It's not basic blonde podcast. And you can purchase my children's book. It's on Amazon and it's called Cutie the Unicorn. It's a creatively different. So yeah. That's and amazing. my blog. Yeah, my blog is not basicblonde.com. Beautiful, Alia. That is so amazing. Friends, if you've enjoyed this podcast subscribe and like it and leave us a review. The reason why I asked for a review is because of our amazing guest and my amazing guest Alia today is really making an impact and helping young women to really create a lifestyle for themselves and to empower them. So go ahead, follow, follow Alia and 
you know, really connect with her. So what she's doing, follow her exactly. And stay tuned for more Ask the Experts podcast with Alka. Bye for now. Thank you.